Welcome to the Sex and Psychology Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Justin Miller. I am a social psychologist and research fellow at the Kinsey Institute and author of the book, Tell Me What You Want, The Science of Sexual Desire and How It Can Help You Improve Your Sex Life. The sex toy industry is large and growing. It's already a multi-billion dollar industry, and it's projected to grow by billions more in the next decade. However, this industry is in the process of several major shifts. The toys are becoming more interactive and high-tech, and the target audience is expanding. Sex toys have largely been marketed to women, but recently we've seen a big jump in sex toys aimed at men. Survey studies find that whereas most women say they've used a sex toy before, most men have not which means that there's a lot of opportunity to bring men into this market. However, sex toys for men are stigmatized more than they are for women. And so while the opportunity is there, it's also a challenge. So let's explore sex toys for men. Today we're going to discuss some of the recent innovations in male sex toys, how sex toys can improve men's intimate lives, where sex toy stigma comes from in the first place, and how to normalize masturbation and sex toy use for everyone. I am joined by Jens Peter, CEO of Sweet Tech, the Norwegian company that designed and developed the Handy, a revolutionary high-tech sex toy aimed at taking masturbation to new heights. This is going to be an amazing conversation. Stick around and we're going to jump in right after the break. If you love the science of sex as much as I do, consider becoming a friend of the Kinsey Institute at Indiana University. The Kinsey Institute is the world's premier research organization on sex and relationships, and you can help them continue the legacy of Dr. Alfred Kinsey, whose pioneering research changed everything we think we know about sex. Visit KinseyInstitute.org to make an impact. Your donations can help support ongoing research projects on critical topics. You can also show your support by following Kinsey Institute on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for supporting sex science. Hi, Jens, and welcome to the Sex and Psychology Podcast. So before the show, I was reading an interview you did about your professional backstory. So you started working in corporate finance and management in pretty mainstream industries, and now you're the CEO of a sex tech company. So what's it like being in the business of selling sex toys, and what do you love about working in this industry? Well, first of all, it's much more fun. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, every single day I'm uh, able to go to work with a complete uh, new sort of uh, angle to life and whatever challenge we might have working within sex tech. And I'm not surprised working in the sex tech industry or sex toy industry. There's lots of fun things to talk about there. But let's talk about sex toys. So we know that they've been around for centuries and that they've taken a lot of different forms. But if we look at the modern sex toy industry, there have always been a lot more toys on the market geared toward women than toward men. So why do you think that is? Why does this industry have so many more toys available for women? Men don't talk about it the same way as uh, women do. Second of all, the anomaly of a men or the male penis is quite different and varies to a bigger extent. Don't get me wrong, but like in terms of the, the physical marginal differences, differs. So that means it's hard or it was hard to find a device or make a device that actually fits all. Being then uh, an industry where the complexity around products for 
men or penis owners, that demands or requires a certain innovation, right? But it's been hard, I believe, to focus that innovation and the resources towards the male or penis-owned owners market because of that lack of possible innovation. No, they haven't figured it out how to do it because you need that stroking mechanism, right? So, of course, then you mentioned it on your introduction as well, the the stigma around this subject is, of course, uh, also quite big still, especially for penis owners. And uh, the fact that you don't, you know, when when you talk about masturbation, you don't need a device to do that. I mean, it's crossing your masculinity in in a certain extent. There's so many layers to this, uh, but uh, one, complexity and, you know, anatomy, and then second, the stigma part. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And in terms of thinking about the penile anatomy, you know, you're right, there's wide individual variability in penis length and girth. There's also variability in terms of what kinds of sensations might feel good. You know, there are different masturbatory techniques that different men might use. And so having a one-size-fits-all device that's going to offer the kind of stimulation that everyone wants, you know, is kind of a tall order to fill there. But I think another factor in terms of why maybe there haven't been as many products for men is that, you know, we have this orgasm gap where men on average, reach orgasm much more consistently than women do. And so men might not necessarily have felt like they needed a a sex toy or product, whereas for women, you know, having a vibrator or something that provides clitoral stimulation might be more important. So I think there's also that orgasmic part of this as well. And I'm glad you brought up the stigma part because, you know, that certainly is a big part of this as well. And that was actually going to be my next question. You know, we've seen this shift in the industry where there are more toys coming out for a male audience. And part of that is due to this kind of bigger trend of making sex toys more inclusive. You know, we also have more toys coming out aimed at a transgender or non-binary audience as well. But that stigma around male sex toys just kind of seems to be stronger than it is for some of these other demographics. And when you look at survey studies about, you know, whether people have ever used a sex toy before, women are much more likely than men to say that they've done so. So I know you kind of hinted at this in talking about sort of that masculinity threat, but Do you think there are any other reasons why men's sex toy use is more stigmatized or other things that just might hold men back from wanting to explore sex toys in the first place? First of all, if you can do something to increase your pleasure point, you should do it. Like that's regardless if you're a vulva owner or a penis owner, right? So that's my first thinking around the subject. But you talked about the orgasmic part and, you know, when I grew up, you're absolutely right. It's the vibrator and the, the element for vulva owners. It's sold a problem, right? Not everyone are or were able to reach or to get an orgasm. Well, a product came out and it solved the problem. So, of course, that has been naturally evolving ever since uh, Sex in the City in the, in the 90s, right, with the rabbit vibrator. But then for the penis owner part, it's you know, you have American pie. I grew up with American pie where you, you know, you had the pie to mimic a vagina, right? So that's sort of imprinted in my head that, okay, if I can't get a partner, I go over and use some kind of device that can help me or find a pie that I can test out. But 
that's part of the growing up and, and emotions associated with masturbation and what you've learned that you go out, you find a partner, and then you achieve the sexual pleasure that is so imprinted in our minds that to open up for toys, for men, which is brand new, right? I mean, it's only the last couple of years where brands have, have come out with products for penis owners. That takes time. So it's a complex question with several layers of answers. But I think that this, as everything else, it takes time for people to get used to the thought of bringing toys into their bedroom and bringing that kind of experimental attitude, if you can say it that way, towards your sexual pleasure point. You know, if we can convince 10 people at a time or every day that, uh, you know, Handy can bring you to a different pleasure point, either alone or together with your partner. Well, perfect. Then that's 10 new people that uh, have experienced Handy and that will gradually increase, right, in magnitude when they talk with other people about it, they talk with their partner about it, and the word spreads. So slowly but steady, but no doubt it's still a great stigma around it. And I think we still have a long way to go in terms of normalizing that. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up American Pie as part of this because it has me thinking about male masturbation and how it's kind of long been viewed as a joke. You know, it's something that is humorous. Like if you have to turn to an apple pie for sexual fulfillment, you know, that suggests that there's something wrong with you or a sign of inadequacy, right? So I think that that kind of is one of the barriers to sex toy use for men is that they might be worried about being seen as desperate or incompetent because they have to turn to a sex toy because they can't get a human partner. So yeah, I think the barriers here are complicated. Part of it is about masculinity. Part of that is just, you know, also concern about how other people might see you. What, what would people think if they came over and saw that I had a sex toy sitting around? So, and you know, male sex toys, many of them tend to be a little bit bigger than female sex toys. So they're not quite as discreet in terms of where you can store them. So you got to have a good storage place for your sex toys. But at any rate, as I've mentioned on the show many times before, people have this idea that sex sells and that if you're marketing anything related to sex, whether it's a toy, a lubricant, a book, a TV show, whatever, people just think it's automatically going to do well. But sex is a much harder sell than people think it is because of these taboos and all of this shame surrounding it. So I'm curious as to how your company navigates this. You know, How do you break through these taboos? And then also, how do you market a product in a time when you know, there is so much censorship of sex-related material on social media and elsewhere? You know, I know as a sex educator, it can be hard to talk about sex in general on social media without concern of being banned or having your account suspended. So what do you do as a company to kind of work around those taboos to increase awareness of your products so that the people who would benefit from them can find them. We do many things, but I want to highlight two things. So first of all, we try to personalize what Handy is. Like we, we try to put a face on the subject. So I, you know, I go around and talk with people, including yourself. The way I, I normally present this is by talking about our own experiences, right? 
to addressing that shame that we all have, but we all want to talk about this subject. You know, so when when a door is open, it won't shut. So every sort of uh, presentation, um, when you're, you know, out, I, I went to this tech conference the other week, and I, I talk about the personal experiences, right, around shame and what we want to achieve by removing that. And that's the core of everything that happens in within the handy space, if I can call it that. But then that's the softer part and how we want to be looked at as, as a company and uh, as a brand, right? But then it's on the technical part in terms of how we actually navigate through that censorship that's going on in, in social media and all these platforms is that, I mean, we have to avoid them. So what we've done is that we've built a community. We knew what we wanted to make and that this was long-term when we started. So we spent a lot of time building up a community that has been part of the whole development of everything we've done, both on hardware and software, to make sure that the things we make is something that our community wants, or basically our super users, right? So suddenly our community on Reddit and Discord has become sort of verification channels, right? For new customers learning about sex toys for the first time. And then they may, might see our website and then they move over to Reddit or, or Discord and they ask for honest opinions and that they'll get honest opinions you know, in return. And suddenly we have one new person who's convinced on trying the handy. But beyond that, the only marketing we do uh, is paid searches, you know, uh, channels where we are allowed to advertise like Google to reach, you know, new potential customers. But Facebook, Instagram, we don't spend too much time on that. Some say we should spend more time on it. Uh, and when the time is right, uh, we probably do. Yeah, that all makes so much sense that it's not as simple as just coming up with a great sex toy idea and putting it out there. You know, that's not going to make it. That's not going to sell. You have to do these things to break through those taboos and to get around the censorship issues in creative ways. So, you know, building those communities and then also doing the work to really normalize and open up conversations about sex and masturbation. And I think you're right that having a face that you can put to these companies can be really helpful in terms of opening the door to getting people to talk about it and to make it feel more normal in a lot of ways. And you also have to, if I can shoot in one more thing, is that back to what we started the conversation around with the lack of innovation. Lack of innovation does not mean that there haven't been products around for the last 20 years. I mean, there's been hundreds, thousands of different products claiming to provide a sensation and a feeling that penis owners around the world have been craving for. Many, at least, were, were disappointed when they got that device, right? So when, when you've had those market dynamics for such a long time and you come in as a new company to that industry claiming that we actually made a masturbator that works, then, you know, that's also a challenge <laughs> because then you have to, you have to convince everyone that have tried out other products before. So, you know, it's one of the things that we are most proud of. Uh, and you can also look at the community regarding that is that our best customers are basically the ones that have owned a sex toy before because they know the step up 
handy provides, right? And then we're comfortable and we we're motivated to keep on building that community. Yeah. And be open and transparent. Yeah. I think you're right that a lot of people who have experience with sex toys have experienced disappointment along the way because there always are new products, new companies coming out saying, here is the next best, greatest thing. People buy it and it doesn't have that big leap or improvement in terms of sensation or feel. I mean, you can just think about something like the history of dildos, for example. You know, they've gone through so many different iterations, but a dildo is a dildo, you know, in a lot of ways. And maybe you change the material somewhat, but it's not necessarily going to be this huge leap forward. And so people have to know that there's added value to what is this new product that you're bringing and how is it actually going to be different and that's where i think a lot of user reviews and other things like that have really changed the industry because people can get those actual insights into how does this work for me and my body now as i mentioned there seem to be a growing number of toys that men can choose from i mean if you look at some of the big sex toy retailers out there they'll some of them are selling sex dolls some of them are selling prostate massagers cock rings but it seems like the most common and popular kinds of sex toys for men appear to be strokers or masturbators, and there are a ton of different versions out there on the market. So tell us a little bit about your company's flagship toy, and how is it different from all the other strokers and masturbators that are on the market? So when I met uh, Alexander back in uh, the co-founder of CTO back in 2017, we sat down and uh, he pitched the idea to me. So what we did was we ordered all the different sex toys for men that we could possibly get a hold of over a period of three months where we tested and figured out like, okay, what do we have to make in order to actually provide a product that people would like to use, not only buy, but to use, right? So it was basically three core elements we triggered on. And that was grip, the ability to use a one-size-fits-all slogan or to actually have a device that regardless of what shape and size the penis uh, was in, it can be used with a handy. So that's why we have the outsided mounting of the penis. Second was the length of the strokes, because that also comes back, of course, to the shapes and sizes. But it also gives you another element or layer of potential sensation because sometimes you just want the top of the penis to be massaged or all the way down, right? And then the third thing was then power. So one of the biggest issues with the products that we got was that it didn't follow through. You weren't able necessarily to reach climax, right? Because of lack of power. So we knew that we had to have a proper, powerful motor <laughs> inside Handy. So grip, stroke length, and power of the motor. And that basically sums up the elements of the hardware Handy. But in addition to that, we also knew that we wanted to make it smart because back in 2017-18, we had a clear vision that everything was going to become interactive. So we had to make sure that it was capable of or to be used interactively. So the handy hardware itself, regardless of what penis size you have, you can mount it on, on, on the outside of the device. And you can then, if you use it in offline mode, meaning no interactivity, 
you just control both the stroke legs and the speed of the strokes, up to 600 strokes a minute. So whatever kind of preferences you might have, you should be able to meet those with handy, standalone. And then, of course, it's the IoT part or the tech interactive part, which is, of course, in a different level again. When you move down the rabbit hole of the Handiverse and experience all the different kind of features you can use with the Handy. And I'm sure we're going to talk more about that, but that's sort of like the main points, the flexibility and the universal design of of the Handy so that you can actually use it to create whatever session you would like to have. And that might vary from day to day, right? Yep. And so it sounds like you've tried a lot of different sex toys. And I think, you know, having that personal experience is really important for figuring out, okay, what do we need to do to try and improve this? And how do you make this work for the largest possible audience? And so having that ability to really customize the sensations, I think is really important. You know, I think there's this popular misconception that all penises are interchangeable and that, you know, the parts that are most sensitive are going to be consistent from one penis to the next, or, you know, the kind of stimulation that you want provided in terms of speed or grip or all that other kind of stuff is exactly the same, but it's highly variable. So having that ability to kind of change and play with these different elements, I think is really important and not something that you see on a lot of sex toys that are out there. So let me ask, what are some of the benefits of using sex toys for men? You know, aside from experiencing pleasure, you know, what are some of the ways that toys like the Handy can help men improve and enhance their intimate lives? So again, there's layers, right? If we start talking about the intimacy part, whether or not you're alone or together with a partner, just masturbating with your partner, that can be difficult. To bring handy into sort of like a couple's play, I think can bring more than just pleasure, but also openness and intimacy. That, of course, can then be taken further so that you can have, you know, remote control sessions where your partner controls your handy, either you're traveling or your partner is traveling. So that sort of interactivity between two individuals is a, a playfulness that we all need and should explore. That's sort of on the intimacy part. Then it's the health aspect around this. Of course, in terms of, we all know that masturbation or ejaculating, that's you know positive both for mental and physical health. So this can be something that uh, triggers your curiosity around self-pleasure, which is also beneficial in a health way. So. The way I look at it, there's few reasons not to test and explore, right? Yep. And one other thing that I would add to that would be that, you know, experimenting with sex toys in general is a way of adding some novelty into your sex life. And people tend to grow bored easily with sexual routines. And so when you try something new, that can give you this extra dose of sexual excitement. And so that can lead to more sustained arousal, maybe even a more intense orgasm. So there are all kinds of ways that incorporating sex toys into your intimate life can provide benefits. Yeah, just another thing. Yeah, For example, with the premature ejaculation, 
that's another uh, you know medical aspect that we haven't touched upon yet. But you know the handy to train your stamina is very easy, right? We are also launch- launching a software where you can basically track your stamina, right? So by using handy on a preset and same pattern every single time, then increasing your ability to hold it basically. And those roots and those medical roots and, and where you have more benefits than just the direct pleasure point are roots that we're going to explore and provide to our community and our users uh, hopefully very soon. Yeah, and I think that's an important point that sex toys can be a way of dealing with sexual difficulties. And one of the most common ones for men is premature ejaculation. And so with toys like this, you can practice edging so you can kind of stay at that high level of arousal. And with enough practice, you can build up better ejaculatory control. And there is some published research supporting this idea that edging in general is a sexual practice and also some research finding that using masturbators or strokers as a way of kind of practicing edging can be helpful in terms of building up sexual stamina. Now, in a lot of ways, your company is kind of already giving us a peek into the future of sex toys. You know, I think we can expect them to become increasingly high-tech in a lot of ways. But where do you think they go from here? You know, is virtual reality integration the next step? Can you give us a sneak peek at what you think the future of sex toys for men hold or where you're going to go with the handy in the future? We're already integrated with the virtual reality. So basically, uh, what we saw back in 2017-18 was that, okay, we need to make sure that the device is compatible with the 2022 technology, right? So as of today, you can basically use the handy and synchronize the handy with a variety of different content both uh, video, audio, and games, both made by, call it, uh, professionals and uh, our community. But it needs a bit of, uh, of, of learning, right, to, to understand uh, how this can be used and where it can be used. So from our perspective, the future is interactive. And what is interactive? Well, interactiveness means that in a certain extent, you can feel what you see or you know, seeing what you feel. That's a summary of how things will evolve moving forward. But the tech that we built is scalable, and we already see that, right? So last quarter, we, we delivered over 2 million online sessions to our handy users. That means every time someone presses play and synchronizes with some kind of content, that's one online session. So the demand for this kind of offering or feature is, is absolutely there. Looking beyond, you can just use your imagination in terms of what kind of application areas you can have within this. And I like to separate between two things. One is the adult pleasure track, and the second is the health and medical. So we understand that, that being in sex tech, that brings a certain amount of challenges, both when it comes to, to funding, uh, reputation, all of that. So we made sure that we, we built the device that is applicable for towards the adult slash mainstream market. But then this can be used just as much towards the health and medical 
side of the industry where you have a lot of people that are in need of a device like Handy. And to have that capability that we built where you have a hardware that works and a software that opens up a brand new universe of opportunities, that means that you can maybe in a couple of years uh, have uh, someone assist you with the Handy without being in the room. So the future of sex tech is is interactive and it can be applied both to adults and to health. And the merger of that and the continuous innovation around both of those market spaces will be quite fun and exciting to be part of, I believe. Yes, it's so fascinating and there's still so much to explore. And as somebody who studies sexual fantasies, I'm thinking about all of the potential applications there for people to explore their fantasies in a way that they haven't been able to explore before. You know, most people who participate in my survey say that they've never acted on their fantasies, but this might provide a way to get some of the physical sensations while also getting the visual and, and other components to it. So it can create a more multi-sensory experience than say, simply opening up your laptop and looking at some porn and touching yourself, right? It really takes self-pleasure to a different level. Now, we're running short on time, but I have something else I wanted to ask you about. So we've discussed the stigma associated with male sex toys and some of the challenges in penetrating this market. What do you think we can do to normalize sex toys for men so that more people can tap into the benefits? And I think this is a timely question, given that we're in the midst of No Nut November, which is this annual masturbatory abstinence challenge that takes place on social media. So you seem to have a lot of guys who think that masturbation is unhealthy in general, which means that part of what we need to do is just kind of to normalize masturbation. So what are your thoughts on this in terms of how do we move to a more sex-positive society where masturbation and sex toys are normalized for everyone? Oh, I, I hope I have the answer to that. <laughs> it's a big question. <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, uh, no, not November. To set that kind of restrictions on self-pleasure, of course, we're not very fond of, so we're running a, you know, no, not November sale instead <laughs> on our website. But talk about it. That's as simple as that. Talk about it, put a face on it, and um, engage with people. Change is not something that comes overnight, but you need to be persistent. Talking about what you believe in when it comes to the benefits around this. And if I could show people how it feels to put on the VR goggles or, and use the handy with that, you know, that would be it. But it takes time to get to that point, right? The interactiveness of, of this space is extremely fascinating and rewarding. So little by little, more people will explore play around with it, and ultimately open up for this. And I think that's going to be a positive contribution to the everyday life of you and me and uh, everyone's listening to just uh, explore themselves. Yeah. And I think you're so right that talking about it is really the key. And that means talking about it for example, with our romantic partners. You know, masturbation is something that so many of us 
keep secret. It becomes this source of shame. And, you know, there's some people in relationships who will view their partner's masturbation as cheating in a way, which, you know, is something we need to address as well, that, you know, masturbation is self-pleasure, it's self-care, it is normal to do whether you're in a relationship or not. And so, you know, we kind of need to reset some of our beliefs around masturbation, but also open up those conversations. You know, it's talking about it with our friends, with our partners, just normalizing the fact that masturbation is something that people do and it's not this inherently unhealthy activity in fact it might actually be good for us to do and i mean i was at uh, this tech conference as i mentioned earlier in our talk two weeks ago three weeks ago in vienna and this was like a pure tech conference meaning no sex tech i pitched there in front of the audience and they had no clue that i was pitching the handy so you can imagine their reactions when they realized what i was talking about and to see those eyes and those faces when they realized that I wasn't joking, this is actually a, you know, a pitch, this is a product we made, it goes through this shock period and then realization and then, oh, interest, this I want to talk about. And then you see they open up straight away. So that talking about it in areas or in, in scenes outside the industry itself will be the key to make this uh, more accepted. Yes, absolutely. And we do have to recognize that, yep, there might be that little bit of initial shock or embarrassment or whatever, just because this isn't a normal topic that most people discuss. But you kind of quickly get past that, and then that really opens the door to having much more productive conversations. So thank you so much for this amazing conversation, Jens. It was a pleasure to have you here. Can you please tell my listeners where they can go to learn more about The Handy? Absolutely. Go check out uh, thehandy.com. And as I said, no not November sale. <laughs> <laughs> no not November sale. Love it. And they can also follow you on the socials at The Handy Official. So thank you again for your time. I really appreciate having you here. Also, thank you to my listeners. To keep up with new episodes of this podcast, visit my website, Sex and Psychology at sexandpsychology.com or subscribe on your favorite platform where I hope you'll take a moment to rate and review the show. You can also follow me on social media for daily sex research updates. I'm on Twitter at Justin Laymiller and Instagram at Justin J. Laymiller. Also, be sure to check out my book, Tell Me What You Want. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Mm-hmm.